What do you say when there's a... Am I recording? What do you say when there's nothing left to say? I talked about crystal meth, polyamory, spiritual empowerment, black trans joy. I explored a lot. What should I explore this time? We've covered a lot in that first season, and we've uncovered a lot in that first season. (laughs) I wanted to keep it light while still being serious, and we had a lot of fun. I know. I don't know. That's what I do know. What you talking about, nigga? <laughs> Let's get back to queer. Welcome to Let's Get Back to Queer, a mixy podcast that explores the magical, the mundane, and sometimes the messy experiences of Black, queer, and trans culture. I'm your host, Brandon Nick. Y'all, oh my queerness. This is the last episode of the season. Boom! I'm going to tell Evan put a bunch of sound effects right here. It's going to sound over. But y'all, can y'all believe it? The first episode of Let's Get Back to Queer dropped June 2021. Gag. Wow. Gag. One question I'd often get is, why podcast? Because no shade. A bunch of these cishet men have ruined podcasts for folks like me. But on the real, like, why Let's Get Back to Queer? For me... It's my way of celebrating all that is black, queer, and trans. The messy, the magical, the... Y'all know the tag. It's about going to or coming back to us. Being ourselves, centering ourselves for ourselves. For me, Let's Get Back to Queer feels like reclamation. Something that I can give to younger Brandon and other younger me so they could have something they feel themselves reflected in. A love letter to my communities. And honestly, I needed something that was big enough to channel all my random ass ideas and curiosities into no shade. True tea though, this episode wasn't even supposed to be like this. It was going to give live, in-person baby with a participatory audience, surprises for the producers, giveaways, and a whole nine inches. It was going to be fab. But that vision was met with several obstacles and delays. I guess the universe saw fit that I use this episode as a moment of reflection instead. Mind you, I was already dealing with depression and anxiety. You know, the run of the mill, living in a pandemic, scared to go outside, bored in a house and I'm in a house, bored because America is trash and constantly trying to end a nigga type depression and anxiety. Y'all know, basic shit. So all of that mixed with still working on a podcast when it was originally supposed to be done in 2021 of December, kind of sort of put me in a tizzy. And when I say tizzy, I really mean a full on suck the light out of a room, depressive spiral. But y'all know, it's the journey. <laughs> oh, I, key. I can laugh about it now because I'm on the other side of it. But when I was in it, I just, ooh, baby. I just could not. Like, on a serious note, it felt like life was just sucking all the hope and goodness out of me. No pun intended. And all that was left was despair. 
And that's a scary place to exist. Like, darkness had just swallowed me whole, and I was just gone. Very thankful that I'm no longer in that space. Zero out of ten. Do not recommend. Whew. One of the things that helped during that period was I often do these recordings in my phone as a way to rant about whatever's in my heart or mind at the time. Very digital diary about it. Which is to say, these are often private recordings I archive for myself. But I want to share one that I recorded back in April because it really highlights the space I've been in this year. I made this recording after my watch gave me a notification that I was supposed to record the final episode in 30 minutes. Which was not the case. I'd just forgotten to delete the event out my phone. What you're about to hear is an edited down version to spare y'all the long pockets of silence or otherwise incoherent trains of thought of me on a day that we were scheduled to record the final episode. Today is supposed to be the day we record episode 10, the season finale of Let's Get Back to Queer. But that's not happening for many different reasons. It's been postponed or canceled. I don't... I don't really know anymore. Uh, This week, this year, actually has been a struggle for me. And truthfully, I don't feel like doing any fucking thing. Like, today, Brandon... Like, today, Brandon just wants to pay it and do nothing. But I know tomorrow, Brandon will probably regret that choice. So I pushed through, literally. Um, it's, it's hard finding motivation when half the time you don't even feel like being on this fucking floating rock in space. But yeah, this shit is for the birds. Um, I say that also trying to make sure I don't get hit because I do want to live, but do not feel like being on this earth. It's given Saturn, are you ready for me? Mars, are y'all ready? Uh, yeah, it's life be ghetto. Um, <laughs> okay, that's the key, but whatever. I'm just, I'm spent. And not just financially because... <laughs> Like, what is the cost? What is the cost of... What's the cost of chasing your dreams? Because... <sighs> Let's Get Back to Queer has been my dream for the last five years. And I do not really like that... I do not really like that I I don't like that I'm in a place where it doesn't bring me joy. Um oop. And not as given tears falling not as given tear fall in public. Uh yeah, I don't know. Um should be a struggle, but you know. Bitches push through. Oh, he was cute. Shout out to cute niggas. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess if this was the cold open, this would be the part where I say, let's get back to queer. 
Um, we've been getting back to it since. Anyway, I'm just rambling at this point. Um, I'd be all over the place. But right now, right now, I'm really sitting with the question of what's the cost of chasing your dreams? Not the financial cost, though that's a real factor as well. I mean the emotional, spiritual, mental costs. I know the answer varies from person to person, project to project. But for me, I'm not sure I have that balance yet. I mean, on one hand, I don't think I've ever felt so alone or insecure or worthless as an artist or human until I started working on Let's Get Back to Queer. I remember reading Daring Greatly years ago, and Brene Brown stresses how we shouldn't connect our worth with our work, which has been a challenge for me because this podcast has been my entire life like there was no separation. And throughout the process of producing and trying to get it out there, how even before all of that, applying to grants and getting rejected time and time and time again, sending pitch decks to try and get sponsorships or press releases to get publicity, trying to get folks invested when you're not popular or light-skinned and sexy, dealing with broken promises and navigating disappointments. All of that hurts. The lack of recognition hurts. And shame makes it all worse. Sometimes, oftentimes, I feel like I've done all this, the late nights, the hours editing, constantly getting burnt out, going into debt to fund this, for nothing. That I deserve this suffering. What really sucks is that something I could not stop thinking about, something that fueled me with purpose, would cause me so much disappointment and confusion. Such is the life of an under-resourced black queer artist, I guess. This wouldn't be the case if there were more accessible funding and resource opportunities for black queer and trans creators making black queer and trans work. But that's another episode for another day. So let me not digress. Where was I? Right. On the other side of that is all the things that I have to be proud of. Like... The fact that I'm able to sit here and record my narration for the finale of my podcast is an accomplishment in itself. Like, I remember working on the outline in secrecy for the longest before I finally built the courage to tell my husband I wanted to do a podcast. Y'all, I was so (laughs) nervous trying to explain it to him. And he just sat across from me eating his froyo with the biggest smile on his face, looking all cute with those little tears of joy in his eye. Telling him made it real, put it out into the universe. And now here we are, 10 episodes in. Making Let's Get Back to Queer dragged me from out the shadows of the backstage and put me front and center and said, you better work. It made me show up for myself in so many ways that I am very grateful for. Like, I'm really impressed with myself. Plus, the privilege of holding space with people that I've admired and expanding my communities with all the dope people I've met along the way. And I know this is going to sound vain, but as a person who's felt and often feels invisible, it's really nice in those rare moments when someone recognizes my Let's Get Back to Queerto bag of t-shirt. Not to mention the love we receive from community and people who've tuned in to let us know how much y'all appreciate the podcast, how y'all felt seen, heard, how y'all learned or gained new perspectives after listening to the stories of our guests. 
Reading y'all comments and having y'all tell us about the things y'all fucked with really does mean a lot and makes a huge impact. Let's Get Back to Queer gave me my whole life. It's an oral documentary that I didn't know I needed. After hearing about the healing power of dance and sex from Baba Uludare and Daddy Jinx, I feel ready to work out my kinks. Let's Get Back to Queer is the Black Queer CNN. I love that episode you did where you're dealing with your roommate's addiction and how they hurt not only themselves, but the friendship. I love how you articulated that without shaming him. So thank you for that. Oh, episode two was everything. All of the love, acceptance, encouragement, sisterhood. Whew, it just filled me. Baby, I am one person who does not listen to podcasts. I just listened to three of your episodes in a row. Brandon really is making a beautiful thing. Yo, that opening line in the first episode, that was amazing. It tells the entire world you're not only here, but you're supposed to be here. I am supposed to be here. And so is Let's Get Back to Queer. <laughs> that rhymed. But sometimes you need those affirmations to get back on track. Because the ancestors know Let's Get Back to Queer had me up and down like a roller coaster. Thankfully, I wasn't on this ride alone. Throughout the journey, I had two amazing friends help me along the way. Shannon Joy and Glenn Quentin, my brainstorm buddies, my accountability amigos, a.k.a. my co-producers. I invited them both to join me for a candid check-in to talk about our time working together. This is a shortened version of our conversation. The full video check-in can be found exclusively on our Patreon. But yeah, so I guess like my first question... Also, sorry, I'm just jumping out. Were y'all ready? I'm like... I'm like, yeah, let's just get straight to it. I'm like, I don't even know if y'all were ready. Let's do it. Great. Boom. You're never ready. You're never ready. Uh, yeah, exactly. That, that part, if there's one thing I've learned, it's like never ready, but you just you just go. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that, what's been like your experience with Let's Get Back to Queer? Like, what's it been like working on the podcast? For me, it's marvelous. Uh, there's so much that I feel that was learned. Um, even in even in just like stories or things that I probably wouldn't have naturally went to listen to myself. Um, there was grace. There was also like uh, really a sense of, I think just learning, like learning about boundaries and learning like, like what, what one could actually like do at any given time. Uh, it's like, you know, working, working besides both of you all, um, you know, it's just to see, to see masters in their craft. Um, it's been it's been an honor. I feel like y'all playing nice, Shannon. You ain't even answering. I just feel like y'all playing nice. But sorry, I'm, go ahead. I'm about to answer. I didn't even say anything yet. <laughs> so it's the first question, my dude. Like I don't. Why would I? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, listen, trust me. Listen, come on. <laughs> you know, Oprah starts with the light questions, and then she gets to. The <laughs> so for me, it's been a learning experience for me. I feel like. Uh, so much of, of I've changed a lot during the process of creating this show with you all. Um, we started in 2018. Correct me if I'm wrong here. It was 2018, right? I, I, I had one-on-ones with you all, I think, in 2018. But we had our first meeting 
March 25th, uh, 2019 at the Lark when it was four of us. Because originally, remember, Nisi was also a part of Let's Get Back oh, yeah. That was before we actually yeah. started taking that right. Wow. So wow, this, this one goodness. season has taken three years. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, that's why I'm thinking about the process. I'm like, this was a pre-pandemic project. And then we hit the whole, we hit the panini. (laughs) Then we put out a season. What I want to say about it is the process of making this, what it's been like working together, it has been challenging, yes. And I'm proud of the work that we've created. I'm proud of the body of work that is this season. Like, even if nothing else happens, I'm happy and I'm proud to say that I was a part of this. I, I do hope that we can do a second season quicker <laughs> than maybe it won't maybe. take three years. Because, like, I'm, I'm, like I, I had an internal key when Glenn was, like, working alongside, like, Masters. Because I'm just like, nigga, I feel like we was, like, flying this plane as we were building it. Like, propellers still just, yeah. like, <laughs> duct tape and crazy glue. <laughs> That's a good but way to think about it. F- but when it lands, though. When, when it, it lands. lands. We were learning, okay? <laughs> you Like what Fantasia say, sometimes you got to lose to win again. Um. Yep. <laughs> you do. Sometimes you got you to gotta take some L's and learn some lessons. The losses are lessons. And, and I, will, I will say... Um, <laughs> One thing that I really, one thing that like has really stuck with me is episode seven in the sanctuary with Pastor Prosecco. Oh, L- like literally <laughs> your episode, but like literally, like I, I, I forgot what it was. I think what was like, like do the work and step back. Yes, do the work and step back. <laughs> because I can easily identify because mm. like I'm an achiever type. Let me get things done. Let me manifest. Da 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 da. It's not. It's not about that. <laughs> None of that shit matters. It's not. <laughs> and so it's like allow. It, it was like the first time that I could like approach my work with a semblance, right? Of of a little bit of of a detachment there. Yeah. yeah. It's like I really love this quote from the Tao Te Ching. That's my shit right there. It's like, do your work, then step back. Yes. It's like, do your best work, but then take a step back from it. Because you cannot control the outcome of anything. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And when you think you can, that's where the suffering comes. It is suffering. Aversion or craving. You're craving an outcome. You're craving an outcome. And you don't know anything. Yeah. And it's it's a really <laughs> surreal experience to be a creative, right? Yep. Be an artist, a writer, or whatever, fill in the blank. And do your best, mm-hmm. work with integrity, and still be practice non-attachment to mm-hmm. the outcome. It's that's a practice. Mm. <laughs> Baby, when like when I was editing that episode, and mind you, you already know I was fucking over because it was just like, why are we take like why is things taking so long? Episodes are supposed to have been out. I'm just like going fucking stir crazy because we are not on schedule. Like, but like literally listening, like as I was editing that episode and like just kept going over like da da de ching, do the work and step like all I need to and simply do back. is do the work and fucking step back. Shannon, when I tell you 
that episode <laughs> yes. like really stirred something inside. Like I, I think when the episode actually came, and I don't know if I told you this, I think when the episode actually came out, like I just took a moment to myself and cried because I was like, I really Aww. do, need, I really do, like I really do need to just like sit with the journey of this damn mm-hmm. pop, and like not even trying to like sound all like you know altruistic or like nothing like that, but it really was a thing of like releasing my expectations with this. Yeah, you know, like. Cause yep. I, and I think and like and, and definitely in like transparency and vulnerability, um, I did go into this knowing that like, oh, yeah, people are going to like love this and they're going to eat it up because I have these other project behind me and I have all these short films and all these other like, you know, digital series under my belt. Yeah. And like the reception of Let's Get Back to Queer like was never what I envisioned. Um, so I was just like, damn, the girls don't see it for me. And, and it's and it's not the case. Like, I had a question since I was actually talking about your episode. I would love to hear from mm-hmm. the both of you, um, like, what like what has it been like producing your individual episodes for Let's Get Back to Queer? Um, so my original thought for In the Sanctuary was that it was going to be me interviewing two of my good friends who are very spiritually focused. The interview, pro- interview process went great. You were there for Darren's. And then Trey's, I completely, very, very royally up with that one because I interviewed her and then I forgot to press record <laughs> the worst <laughs> then in the listening back to the recordings and then I'm like in Ohio at a farm because that's what I decided to do in September I was like I'm getting out of New York so I went to my friend's farm to try to like get some zen then I just learned how to edit sound <laughs> I remember that day I spent like two days in the Ohio State Library um figuring out how to edit sound and then I was like okay I cut it together I tried to it took me forever on my on my like old pc that's like falling apart I think I shared with you the episode that I had cut together with Darren and Trey's um, yes. interviews and then and then we came to the conclusion that it was hyper long it was super long we should start with Darren's yeah to do individual episodes I mean the editing Brandon thank you for doing that um you took the timestamps and did things with them and it all worked. And or working with the sound editor was also great. I mean, shout I, out I, mean, to Evan. I just learned like, so much. Shout out to Evan. Evan. Shout out to that straight nigga. Evan. Like he did what the fuck he had to do. <laughs> we tried like, so hard not to hire a straight sound editor. I swear. We really we, did. We like we did go. I mean, like also like I do want to make take this time just to say like shout out and thank you to everybody who has Come in and out of Let's Get Back to Queer's Come house. Come in and out. <laughs> um, yes. You know, for like one reason or another, like Evan was our third or fourth sound designer, sound mixer engineer. So I'm like fourth, I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean it, literally like all everything <laughs> trial and error, but we got there and Evan has been <laughs> phenomenal. What about, uh, what about you, Glenn? Like, what did you learn about your episode? Yeah. Um, definitely do it like earlier than later. Um, you know, like if, if you wait on me to do it, if, you know, I'm gonna do it in that moment. You know, if it doesn't happen in that moment, it might not happen. Glenn, I had to um, put some pressure on you. <laughs> and, and it was like, it was like, yo bro, like you, you, you recorded shit. Like, I, like, I think like I was done with my interviews, you know, but like I hadn't like, you know, the process and part of it was, oh. I mean, it's, it's, is that uh, legacy? 
Yeah. Who, ma- who makes who makes the most beautiful cameo in your episode? Uh, and so like I've been here with me because you know I can't see them and and be focused here, Ma- ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> so <laughs> this is literally how it was when we were doing the intro. I I will say I feel like I got mentored in like in the process of doing this. You know, the shaping of like the story of like the narration from it. Um, it, it was a stretch. It was a stretch for me. Like the the speaking it out wasn't a stretch, but like kind of putting it down on paper, um, oh. like that was what came up. Knowing what I know now is like okay, cool. Like it's a way to process it. It's like cool. I can commit to this because I know what's the road ahead, right? I just like appreciate like both the work that both of y'all put in. Um, even like in spite of me having to be like, all right, niggas, what the fuck is going on? Um, like the end result for both of y'all episodes is honestly really beautiful. Part of my vision was always to have other like storytellers, so it's not just me. To be able to like have seen that manifested um, was also just like a little heart smile, heartwarming moment for me. Um, to have two, I, I, technically, I guess three, because episode six also featured um co-producers with Naomi uh Stewart and Jamal Ashley who is now a lovely parent um so like ha- to have three episodes that like weren't just me talking cuz y'all also know like I like it it's like the longest time for me to get used to the sound of my fucking voice I think that was like <laughs> one of the hardest things I had to like process early on was just like fuck nobody's going to want to listen to this shit cuz I sound annoying <laughs> No, you do. No. You do. I mean, I don't think that if, now. If, if we, if, yeah, if we thought you sounded annoying, I think we would tell you. Like we would yeah. tell you from the beginning. Like I don't think you should do this. Wouldn't have agreed to do a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was also I got really giddy to to do um to do the intro because like you know the oh let's get back oh, to yeah. queer like hearing like hearing Shannon's and like and then hearing like that was that was really like really exciting for me as well hell yeah what is one of your favorite memories or moments relating to let's get back to queer I mean I have like a couple like uh like they're like okay so um when we met at Shannon's uh, office space in the Bronx um, like yeah. in that picture, like it was just like, oh yeah, this is like, hey, because it was the first time that we were sharing like new work, yes, um, from like, hey, like in like that listening and that, um, oh like, oh cool, we're we're hitting the ground again, and oh here's the dates that we're gonna go for, like you know, like stamina had been built up again, yeah, um, and 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 then my other really funny one, um. Brandon, you're involved, but you weren't you weren't here at this moment. I think there was a meeting that we were supposed to do, and I think I definitely had given the date, but then like I had double booked, and I was like, "Fuck, I double booked," and so like I hit I hit, I hit Shannon up. I remember this. Y'all plotting against hey, me. Ah, fuck. Like, no. <laughs> no, but I was like, I was like, oh my god, it- I'm so sorry. Like, uh, and she was like. Great, because it was like it was gonna be me. Like, like I, like, I also had a conflict too. <laughs> and I felt like, I'm like oh. yep. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, Glenn, you can be the bad guy today. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh no. We're not plotting, but it was coordinated. Right, we're like, we're like, he's gonna be mad. He's gonna be mad, but but it's gonna be okay. It's gonna. <laughs> I'm glad I know this now because I think if I knew that, then I definitely would hate y'all. <laughs> 
It was like, yeah. wow, really? Exactly. Really? See how we spared you. We spared you. One, like, the one that comes to mind um, is the brainstorm meeting we had when we were trying to, like, figure out new episodes. And it was, like, the three of us, um, mm. Jackson, who at the time uh, was our sound designer, um, Amira and uh, Queen Jean, and we did, like, the five-minute round robin. Yes! Yeah, that was cool. Yes, I love that. I love that. Once upon a time, there lived a young little girl who stayed on the far east side of the forest. And in this forest, there lived magical trees who would cuss you out if you plucked their ripe fruit. Uh, She was really, she was close friends uh, with a magical tree um, named Cynthia, um, who was the baddest tree in the shrubbery. One day, Cynthia wasn't feeling too well. <laughs> and Cynthia knew that her baby daddy slash uh, trade nigga, Marquise, uh, came in her. And so she was like, fuck, the clinic is closed all night. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Like, I, like, I love that. Like, it was like, yeah, let's just, like, sit and, like, ideate and brainstorm and create and just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. That was great. Yeah. What um, has been a challenge or a struggle um, that, like, y'all remember having to, like, navigate? I'm feeling like I disappointed you. Um... Like yeah, I was like, oh fuck, like yeah, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not living up to, like I'm not supporting enough, I'm not like living up to the expectations, um, and it just, and also just like because like oh, the work is so great, the work is so excellent, like I want to be the best that I can, um, and so like like feeling like I didn't have it in that moment, um, I would say that was like a lull. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and second that. That that's real. I'm very aware that this is like a small group that is producing this, and I also am very aware, Brandon, that a lot of the responsibility is yours. I mean, you're the creator and and the producer. So I'm uh, and I'm aware that you're doing this out of love, and you aren't. You we don't have a studio backing us who's paying you. You know what a that part. good producer rate would be for this type of work. Yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm always very aware that like you're doing this out of love and out of your own money and your own pocket. I can't or when I do double book or something, I or when I'm running an hour and a half late. <laughs> I I stress myself out about that a little. I do I do genuinely care. So I just I always hope that you know that even in the um whatever that happens with our scheduling and our like like tardiness or whatever that like the love is still there like I want to make sure you're you know that you're good and you're held by this community what you were saying kind of goes into like one of my uh like challenges like aside from the fact of like how do I make the podcast happen mm-hmm. and like how do I sustain it which in itself is like a challenge Mm-hmm. Um, I th- like. I think the biggest challenge I grapple with is separating like 
my personhood and like like my like my personal spirit and like my spirit attachment um mm. from like from the podcast and like i'm sure y'all know this as well just as like you know we believe in like the shit that we create so much that like any setback is just like an offense to like ourselves so it's like oh you canceled on this interview or oh you told me you were going to meet me and you didn't show or oh niggas be late and plotting against me because they be double booked <laughs> <laughs> um really really be having me like damn and like am i not worth it like and like am i doing all of this for oh. like well like i mean because no. like, I, I love to i love i love to just like just unpack that a little bit because i really want to like i really make sure you know that the reason why even one might go behind the back right is because of that love yes. right yes like straight up right it was like out of like oh no like because if, if we didn't honor you, if we didn't have that, like, that love, shit. Yeah. Because you wouldn't even, like, we wouldn't, I wouldn't text you back. Like, it was just like, all right, like. I mean, and that's like, true, because it's like, also, like, challenging like, working like with the- friends. And I guess, if nothing else, I do think that is a testament to, like, us believing in this podcast, but also us really believing in one another. Because, I like, I, I know that, like, doing business, granted, I'm saying business ain't none of us really get, well, y'all have gotten paid to some degree. But like, you know, by and large, we ain't getting like paid per episode or nothing like that. This is all a passion and love. Like for us to have gone through three years of this and like not wanting to punch each other in the face or like not wanting to be like, yeah, I'm definitely not inviting Glenn and Shannon back for season two. Like I... I do think we, <laughs> I think we did a good job of managing that. And, 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 I, and Glenn, I do recognize like everything that like it came from a place of love and like wanting to protect me and like not disappoint me. Um, but of course, like yeah. when you're feeling like shit, like you don't think that. All you think is these niggas don't give a fuck about me. Um, <laughs> I think like for me, the biggest challenge that I'm like still navigating has always just been like separating like my self-worth and like my self-value with the project. Doubt be getting in the way and like sometimes like, I mean, it, to that, I am thankful again for y'all because. <laughs> you need people. Everybody needs Teamwork makes the dream people. work. Teamwork yeah. definitely, <laughs> definitely makes the dream work. Yeah. Uh, I have a uh, serious question that I do hope y'all take seriously. Um, how was I as a captain, as a leader? I'm just like, look, I say, I, I say I'm ready for critique, but I'm like literally cringing on the inside. <laughs> well, Do you, you want to go first, Glenn? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. I mean, you've already spoken about you, yourself, like uh, realizing not to take it personal. Um, and I can say like from watching them, like I would experience them, like, oh, you're just taking it a little personal, but you're going to be all right. Like, um, and and in that right, like um, I mean, I, I I think you have really shady comments, which I kind of I, I do I enjoy them, but like I'm like oh my god, like it makes but it makes it be like oh don't fuck up because you gonna hear a shady comment. I'm thinking when I when I hear you say like how you can be with other people because I'm like I see your vision right, like your vision is to have like staff of people to support and things like that. And so like I'm answering mm-hmm. with that like hey like you might just want to be like. Like, here are these boundaries. Like, don't fucking cross it. Here are my assistants. They're going to give you some grace and stuff and, like, show you some ways to, like, work around, like, whatever shit you fuck up. Um, but, yeah, and, and I would say, yeah, the, the biggest is, like, don't take, it, don't take it personal. So as a leader, I think that you are 
you have been very organized, detailed. Um, you are, I like the way your brain works. Yeah, you, you handle you handle both sides of like the creativity and then like the organization and logistics very well. And I feel like I trust you. I trust the, I trust you creatively and I trust your vision. Um, I wouldn't work with somebody who I didn't, especially on something like this. Um, and so, um, and also that I've seen you grow a lot as a leader in this process. Um, and the metaphor about building the plane while flying it is correct. Like I do feel like <laughs> you are like the captain of the ship, definitely. And you're also like, I don't know, whatever the head construction guy is. <laughs> so, so we are putting it together, yeah. <laughs> head construction guy. I feel like, like this whole process could have felt chaotic, but it didn't. It never felt that way. It always felt like, okay, we're going step by step. We've had an outline. We have a timeline. We have like a plan. And um, as far as what you could improve upon, and this is also something that I, I see as your strength. So it's hard for me to talk about it because I think like you are attached to your work and to your process. But I do think that something you could improve upon would be to always just kind of like be aware of the attachment that you bring to um, a project or to a space um, and then knowing your triggers, but also just observing the triggers. So it's like, there's one thing to know the triggers and to know the attachment, to know what, what inspires those things. And then there's another to another level of consciousness where you're just where you're also able to feel it and observe it at the same time. So like get the drone, get the aerial shot is, and be on the ground. Get the, in the, the micro and the macro. The micro <laughs> yeah, <and> the <laughs> mm. exactly. So that's yes. my my piece to offer. I receive. Thank y'all both. I receive it. Um, I, I I definitely will sit with that a lot more. Um, but I I do receive it. Um, yeah, oh, I made it through this without crying. I'm proud of me. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Brandon. Oh, I love y'all too. Stepping back to see the forest for the trees, I'm actually okay with how things went. Anything I could have done differently, at least now, I know better for next time. Season one of Let's Get Back to Queer taught me a series of lessons. And one of the biggest things I took away from all of this is that my plans, my clearest day visions of my expectations, are merely suggestions to the universe. And to release those cravings to have everything go perfectly and just surrender to the process. Do the work as best as I can and trust the universe. And not to take things so personally. And the next time I feel like a second-rate, ain't-shit, ashy-spirited-ass artist, I know that's just my inner haters playing in my face. So, as Shannon said, I just gotta be aware of my triggers. Or as I say, catch them hoes and beat their motherfucking asses. And if I can't, then recognize I have communities that got my back. And eventually those negative feelings will pass. And they often do. Today, Brandon is very thankful for all of yesterday Brandon's resilience and perseverance. I've noticed how much I've grown as a fucking human, as a leader, and as an artist. Like, I look at this body of work and remind myself, this is all a result of you. 
you took this idea and pulled it from out your brain, did some alchemy with the universe, and made magic. The work you put in, the sacrifices you made, all the things that you carried that you can now let go of. You did that, and you're stronger because of it. Younger you would be so proud. I guess in closing, being a grown black faggot on this floating rock in space is messy and hard. But my God, is it fucking beautiful. And being an artist isn't always going to be a walk in Prospect Park. We don't always get what we're hoping for. And it's not always going to be a pretty or exciting experience. That's okay. There's always tomorrow. I mean, Janet wasn't Janet till her third album. Which is to say... Brandon, keep dancing. You'll find your rhythm. As a living legend, Tisha, just like syndication, Campbell said, I'm still here, 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 here. That's our show, y'all. This episode was edited by myself, Brandon Nick, with sound design from the amazingly talented Evan Joseph. Much love and appreciation to my co-producer Shannon Joy and Glenn Quinton. Thank you to the homies Tommy C. and Raylene Holmes for reading some of those wonderful comments left by the Let's Get Back to Queer community, as well as Roan and Malika for letting me use your beautiful voices so folks could hear the love y'all had to offer. Thank you to everyone in the community for the comments, reviews, likes, and shares y'all left us over this first season. Shout out to everyone supporting Let's Get Back to Queer. Special shout out to our handful of mighty patrons over on Patreon for sticking with us. Heart emoji, heart emoji, I'm throwing heart emojis. And once more, thank you to our wonderful community of listeners. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. This may be the end of the season, but just the beginning for Let's Get Back to Queer. We're coming back bigger, better, bolder. We coming back, baby. Bitches, we coming back. We coming back, better back, back. I'm not sure when, but we coming back. Until then, it's the journey. I love y'all. Bye. Wow, it's really over, y'all. Bye.